0: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show.
1: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. Let's talk money. Let's talk investing. Let's talk Thanksgiving week. Let's face it, a lot of you are checked out. Some of you are flown back home. Thanksgiving security line stories to follow. Um, it makes for an interesting week on Wall Street when this happens. In large part, we're just all not there. It's going to be a busy week as we're looking at inflation of gas prices, energy prices, travel prices for jet engine fuel. It's going to be an interesting week on how much spending do we do on Black Friday and Thanksgiving and A couple years ago, we were talking about why is Walmart staying open all night long to get those extra sales? Doesn't that seem egregious? Do we really think people are going to be shopping at 3 in the morning for Christmas stuff? Well, they did. Now we're not really talking in that vein, are we? We're more so talking about can they get enough employees? So a lot goes on this week. This is a very historical big week for the economy. Existing home sales report for October. A speech by – a speech on the economy by President Biden on Tuesday. A wave of economic data that includes the price index, otherwise known as the Fed's preferred inflation measure. Some of these indexes are pretty silly just so you know. Like I hope you don't dig into them like I have to. Like some of these indexes, a food index, it may have like two yams, four carrots – And three sweet potatoes, how much do they go up in the year-over-year numbers? And that's how we figure out the price of food inflation. And I'm like, who eats yams? So I get kind of caught up in this. Undoubtedly, this week there's going to be a plethora of reports on holiday travel trends. And if you've taken a look recently at travel and leisure stocks, they've really underperformed after outperforming. Because as we've hit the fall, we've seen another surge of COVID in parts of uh, the country that are under-vaccinated. We also are traveling more, so we're probably bringing the diseases from other countries and spreading them, and they're given at us, and we're giving them slightly different versions. I was just going into a thought about slightly different versions because I have a really not bad cough. I just got a lot, little bit of phlegm attached to the lung walls right now. And the only way to make me sound normal is like, <clears throat> a lot of that kind of stuff, right? And then I was like, I don't really know if I want to talk about that because then people start thinking I have COVID. They don't want to listen to a guy who's got a disease. And then I started thinking, wow, my mom died this year of COVID. So I got kind of sober in that segment real fast in my own head. There are a few reports right now on m a activity. Ericsson, who kind of competed with Nokia, who kind of competed with Cisco to sell equipment for the internet back in the early days when we were moving from uh, technology that was based on copper wires, plain old telephone systems, pots. These guys, Ericsson, Nokia, and Cisco all came up with these better products to move information on copper lines, and then we started getting into fiber optic lines, and we started getting into wireless lines, like, woo! Wait, is Dolaris is how's their line exactly right? So Ericsson is buying Vonage. And I'm like, wait, wait, isn't Vonage that phone company that you plug a device into your computer and you can make phone calls out of? Is Ericsson how far they've fallen? Because Vonage really never caught on as far as a technology or as far as it, now. Again, I haven't looked at Vonage in 20 years. Well, it was probably 15. But that's an odd one, right? That's like, that's a little stretchy. I kind of want to see Apple acquiring uh, uh, Peloton or Apple acquiring Net. Like, I want to see Disney being acquired. Like, I want to see that, not Vonage. Like, Vonage to me feels like that girl you went out with in college in between two long-term girlfriends, and you don't even know her name. And it it she comes up to you and says hi how you doing it's been a long time haven't seen you like you're digging for the name and it's like I'm so embarrassed I'm so sorry I forgot your name and she's like oh I thought we had a connection she storms off all mad at me yeah that might have happened once in my life twice okay three times Monster Beverage is the news they're looking to tie up potentially with Constellation Brands that makes some sense uh, Constellation Brands beer wine whiskey. Constellation, uh, Monster Beverage, Sugary Energy Drinks. What do they have in common? They both get delivered to grocery stores. They both get delivered to mini-marts. So that would be a play on creating some efficiencies for both companies with better distribution or larger distribution. And if you don't think it's important for a company like Constellation who might have Modelo versus Rob Black's new El Tigre uh, Mexican beer. If you don't think it's important that, you know, distribution of who can get on the shelf and if monster drinks is what the store sells a lot of to teenagers and you can start making deals. That's where Pepsi and Coke really have a competitive advantage. I have a, not a friend, he was a business associate is the right way of saying it. Back in the early nineties, any of this great, great, Product idea. And I'll I rarely when people shark tank me will I say, yeah, I don't see a flaw somewhere there. I didn't see a flaw in his system. This was right around when the Lion King and Dikembe Matumbo were big in the news. But the Lion King in particular had me. Uh, this is post We Are the World and Feeding Africa. But the Lion King, a lot of Americans fell in love and were like, we need to go on safari. So his business idea was to come up with a soft drink and throw some fruits that are truly only from the African continent into the soft drink, carbonate it, fizz it, throw some caffeine, and call it African sunshine. I'm like, if you can get the Lion King sponsoring this product, you are going to make a lot of money. Like, I've never been to Disneyland or Disney World. I have no interest in going But I bet if you find a a Lion King ride or Lion King park of the uh, park, a park inside of a park, you know what I'm saying? They would sell a lot of African sunshine as a beverage because it's a good marketable name. But he said, I, you know, I'd go to the grocery stores and say, hey, would you like, can I sign you up for 100 cases? And he said, Coke would just undercut me and say, what's this on the shelf? And the grocery store would say, Oh, it's a uh, new product called African Sunshine. It's made by a small guy. And, uh, you know, we decided to grab it because uh, the kids are coming in there they're picking it up because they think the Lion King. And Coke says, Okay, I'll give you 10,000 cases of Coca Cola for half off if you take his stuff off the shelf. And that's why it's tough to be a small guy against the big guys in distribution. You can find me online at Roblox Show, Twitter Roblox Show, YouTube Roblox Show, low wage workers. I've seen a huge reversal on power this year as we opened back up and stimulus checks were flowing and, and abundant and people had saved money during the pandemic. Um, six out of 10 workers said they want to change jobs or at least we're thinking heavily about it. And when that happened, they were like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm you going know, quit and boss. And the boss is like, oh, no, you can't. I need you. Who's going to work Friday nights at midnight if, if it's not you? I'll pay you more been an interesting year, has it not? With inflation, wages, inflation, inflation for demand of products, cost of uh, goods everywhere. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over 12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com.
1: So, I found someone on Instagram that did a really nice job of explaining the different types of coins and currencies and digital assets. And blockchain. And I offered her. I I reached out to her and you know, we've changed text messages back and forth. I said, You want to come on my show and be a regular guest and just kind of do a one on one version of what you're talking about on a weekly basis. So to kind of dumb it down so that people who know nothing about cryptocurrencies get a little bit of an education. People who are excited by cryptocurrencies get a little bit excited about it. Give her a moment to shine where she can show off. And um What's well, kind of strangely hilarious is she, she said no. She's got 16,000 followers on Instagram. And I, I'm a top 10 business podcast in the, in the United States of America, in San Francisco. Uh, a very highly qualified audience. Intelligent, high-paying jobs. And uh, I, I was like, she, she's like, you know, I get, I have to get paid for being on I'm like, boy, well, you're giving your stuff away for free on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fine. You don't have to come on. It's uh, There's not enough money in radio to be paying spot guests. And for instance, briefing.com, they do the the segment because n- no one pays to be a guest. No, one, well, there, there you go, though. There, there's the answer, just so you know. The San Francisco 49ers don't say, hey, we're going to give you a Jimmy Garoppolo this weekend uh, to do radio interviews and say, hey, can you throw a $100 this way? They're not cheap because they're trying to build a brand. And they want Jimmy G to come on and say, yeah, that's three straight games with two touchdowns and no interceptions. How about that? How about them cookies? I know you're saying, please don't ever say that again. <laughs> I know. I'll try not to. Um, but the bigger story here is I thought it was a very millennial thing to turn down. Um, and I don't get it. So... 800-516-1220 to calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. I think one of the big stories, again, this year is inflation, right? When I say the S&P 500 is up 25%, I don't really like that. On one hand, I do because my money's in in 401K and in the stock market. But I'm like, that's too much because I don't think this economy was creating that great of profits that were that were based on work and productivity gains. And product demand, I, I think a lot of it was interest rates are so low, you can't put your money in a bank and earn anything, sometimes one-tenth of one percent. So there's no nowhere to hide in safety of bonds or government treasuries or like cash and feel comfortable that you're beating the cost of food and the cost of gas and the cost of heating oil. So this has been an interesting year where I don't like seeing the stock market up this much because I don't feel like our I don't feel right about the way we've done this. If we were up twelve percent, I'd be sh- I'd shut up right now. I'd move on. but oh, this was a fantastic post, and I give credit to Vern Glenn from uh, San Francisco Bay sports stations. Vern Glenn's the best for the record. Um, incredibly good looking children and huge he's a small guy he's like 5 foot 7 he's on the tiny side always happy always in a good mood and uh, when you see him in the hallway you, you, he works for a competing station uh, but he used to work at Cron and I, he, he became I wouldn't say a, a friend but I'd say a really qual- quality associate that I knew well um, but he posted a picture on Facebook this weekend of gasoline prices he's like Come on, Facebookians, show us what you got. And his, he saw gas at five dollars and eighty-five cents. Took a picture, put it on Facebook, and it was people were shocked. His friends back home uh, back on the East Coast, you could hear their jaws dropping in their responses. So I've started using Nap this year for my gas powered vehicle. And I do search out cheapest gas. You know why? Because California's got an, uh, a regulation that says gasoline must have at least this amount of nutrients and vitamins in it. For lack of a better understanding of that type of chemistry, I'm going to call them nutrients and vitamins. You can call it certain levels of uh, uh, methane and gas emissions and recapture technologies. Every state has different standards. And that's one of the problems with being in the United States is we are 50 states. And at times we don't work well together. And one of the areas that I think we could work better is having a national standard of gasoline. But now, that, again, gasoline, the, the guy in California goes, we have to have a different standard because we have a different climate than the, the South and the Northeast. I don't know if that can be fixed or not, but if we had one standard recipe, it would be a, gas prices would drop. But because we have refiners basically in the lower parts of the country, it's tough to build a refinery in California, and yet we consume energy. So we, we say, hey, in the South, can you refine that to us and send it to us? Um, but if you have six states that are refining and 50 states that are consuming, you can see the problem that, oh, we've got to change the recipe. we got to do the winter cocktail that California wants. Oh, why does California always want guacamole? So this has been an interesting year on inflation, gasoline prices. So if you're gonna go for a long drive, I'm gonna go for a long drive later today to escape the lovely home that I live in to get to a levelier, uh, less crowded home. And I, I was like, okay, do I take the electric vehicle? Do I take the vehicle that gets good mileage, or do I rent, or I, I get okay to good, or do I rent one that gets great? Or do I get on an app and find cheap gas? And figure out, plan my trip because on this trip, I could pay 450 a gallon or I could pay $6 a gallon. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm driving, I'm not flying yet. California continues to top the nation with the most expensive price for gasoline, in large part because of state taxes. Because you look at a nation like Hawaii and you're like, yeah, you're not doing a lot of refining there, and you kind of are in the middle of the ocean. But Calif- Hawaii is a little bit more Republican. <laughs> through their Congress, their state Senate. Um, so 434 in Kauai, 468 in California. Arizona, on the other hand, oh, Oklahoma's 299. Now, we got 468 to 299. That's quite the range. Would you say no? But then again, the refineries are in Oklahoma and Texas. If you want cheap gas, move to where they make it. I know you're saying that's not reasonable, Rob. Biden just picked Jerome Powell to serve his second term as the Federal Reserve Chairman. My thoughts on this is well, we know what we get. And there was some rumor that a female was going to be put in, showing a little bit of diversity, but also showing a little bit more, um, in this case, history of seeing things as a problem doing things very slow. If Chairman Powell goes, I was all wrong, we're not going to raise rates twice in 2022, we're going to raise them five times. And the nominated Fed governor, who was considered Lael Bannard, is going to be the vice chair. Had she got the chair instead of the vice chair, she might have stimulated the economy a little further by keeping rates lower longer. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
0: Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com.
1: Markets are melting up again. One thing I can tell you is no one on Wall Street can ever do a great job of predicting, but we try. It's into the year and you're going to hear more. on predictions for what's going to happen in 2022 one of the big tech predis- big tech predictions is that fintech is going to make a move and consolidate this year aggressively as apps like PayPal and Square have a small chance At really breaking free from the visas and the MasterCards of the world and disrupting finance. When you take a look at Apple's card, their pay system, they're very secretive about it. So we don't know a lot of the details. But one thing that we do know is... Like, there's some weird features like no interest rates or low interest rates or no late payments. This was the year where we heard more and more about buy now, pay later. And the traditional companies like JP Morgan don't know what to do about it, while the startup companies are like, hell yeah, we want to do that. It sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> I asked a Best Buy employee to return something. And uh, he opened the box to make sure it was in. It. And I was like, I'm pretty legit, dude. But I go, what's the worst? What's the worst thing you've ever seen return? Like a computer falling apart? Like, what's the worst thing someone tried to return? And he said, someone brought in, they had bought a, a PlayStation, tried to return it, and it was just filled with rocks. And I'm like, were you there when that happened? And uh, he goes, yep. And I go, what did the guy do? Like, he has to be so ashamed and humiliated. To just turn around and walk out of the store or something, right? But then you've given him your phone number and you're, you're trying to do the return that way. And he goes, whoops, brought the wrong box. And I'm like, the guy thought quickly on his feet. Give him credit there. Um, but I, I guess, don't you think there's some people who have some great stories? I once dated a nurse who did the night rounds at a Catholic hospital. And this doesn't have a lot to do with Catholics. Um, because the Catholic hospital served the right rec- general public. But it actually does have something to do with the Catholics. Because on her rounds late at night, she had to wash the feet of people who were diabetic. She had to, uh, like, clean them up, sponge bathe them. And in this case, this uh, a nun was in a coma. And... You're not, you're not in good shape when you're in a diabetic coma. So Tanya was washing her feet. And, you know, you put a little metal tray underneath and you take the sponge, and you string it out on the feet and you sponge dry. them kind of, and the nun's toe fell off. Diabetes gets you in such a way that your, your, your toes and fingers can fall off because they don't get enough circulation. And as she's telling the story, she was like, I was with two other nurses and I was like, that's horrible. And she goes, no, no. We all burst into laughter. Because when the toe falls in the metal tray, it sounds like, it makes this big popping sound. And um, so they all laughed because it was so disturbing. That's what you do. Uh, That's the world we live in now, that things are so disturbing. We don't know what to do. Sometimes we just make fun of the other side. And the vaxxers and the anti vaxxers are the easiest ones to look at right now because we could all agree that seems to be a big problem. Um, but stressful situations bring out str- stressful reactions. Big story of 2021 home prices. So people want to know about 2022. Existing home sales rose eight tenths of a percent to a seasonally adjusted 6.3 million units in October from a month earlier. The results were better than analysts expected. The housing market remains strong and resilient and continues to roll on. We added more jobs in the back half of the year um, as people went back to work, and maybe that's adding a little extra juice. Stock market being at all-time highs is helping investors. Um, Recent rent increases... The person who bought my home, I sold a home and I bought a home this year. And do you know what I did it with? Um, When I bought the home, I didn't sell my home first because I didn't want to sell my home and then find out I couldn't afford to buy one or I kept getting out of and I was living in a cardboard box in San Francisco. Next thing you know, I'm taking drugs. Next thing you know, my life falls apart. All because I wanted to buy a home before I sold a home. So when I bought a home, I sold some of my Apple stock. And basically, it was a cash offer that was too good to be turned down. The person who bought my home happened to work for Genentech and Apple, and they sold some stock to buy my house, and let's just put it this way, it was too good of an offer to turn down. That's a weird way of approaching high-end housing. Now again, that's not the same story in Oklahoma. It's not the same story in Colorado. But a lot of the wealth that's being created in the stock market is transferred to the real estate market. The housing market remains strong. Investors represented 17% of transactions last month, while first-time home buyers made up 29% of the deals. That's down from 32% a year ago. So people are trying to figure out where to park money. Maybe they want to put a renter in. Oh, here's another great story from the weekend. Do you remember I told you about a home? The MLS listing was lovely. It had 20 beautiful shots of the home, the pool, the skyline, the trees. I was going to say the marble floors, but I don't really like those. And it's only the entryway. It's marble. But so MLS did me a favor by posting those. And uh, if you get a Craigslist right now, Over the weekend, some realtors knocked on my door and they said, are you putting your house up for rent? Because I think you just bought that and you paid a lot of money for it. So that doesn't make any sense. But if you are putting it up for rent, I got some people who will take it in a heartbeat. And I said, no, no. Yeah, somebody did this before when I bought the home. They took the pictures of the home and took the address and said it's going to be up for rent. And one of my friends said, I thought you bought that like two days ago. Why are you renting it? And I'm like, I'm not. So I looked up the guy and I reached out to him. And I said, uh, I'd like to rent this home. It looks lovely. What do I need to do? And he goes, you need to send me a check, and I'll send you the keys. And uh, he interestingly says the renters who are currently in it are going to be leaving in three weeks, so we can't get in the house until they leave. So if you want to secure it, you got to send me a check. And then I sent him the nastiest email. I'm like, you mother, you know, jerk face. You name the word that was R-rated or even X-rated I'm like, I own that home. Why would I rent it for myself? And It actually sounds like a pretty good idea. So at one point in time, I owned an office space that I had employees in, and I owned it instead of renting it from a big corporation or leasing it. So it's not that bad of an idea what I just said, but in this case, it was fraud. And the guy's doing it again. And uh, the real estate agent's like, you know, you should put up a sign that says no trespassing because people will see that ad and they'll come try to like see the house. And they may sneak in your backyard to take a look at, you know, the condition of everything. Um, if you're not home, I'm like, yeah, I should probably get a sign that says no trespassing, not for rent and owner has a gun and I don't have a gun, but I should probably get a sign that says that. Right. And then I was like, no, this is my house. Like, why can't people respect my digital privacy? Why, why is my information being shared as a, a scam or as fraud? It just shows you people are, are awful human beings. I'll never forget that. People who would steal money from other people, especially if families looking to rent a home, just foul animals. It makes me really believe in the death penalty on those people. And also, believe it or not, spam email. Uh, I, th- I know you're saying, how about people who hurt children? Uh, spam and fraud. Is, eh, of course, children. And of course, animals too. So Vote Rob Black and he'll reinstate, I don't know, maybe not the death penalty, but public shaming of people who do those heinous acts. And I will put a chicken on every table. The stock of Kentucky Fried Chicken will go higher because I'll let you pick your own chicken. And then we'll have the true chicken wars between Popeyes and KFC. And that's the thing I really stand for politically. (laughs) Poor chickens. So back to real estate, um, the workforce people are going back to, so that's helping real estate for sure. But the number of people who you're selling stocks to buy homes, it, it's a lot of transactions and that's not good because they're not buying the home with their income. They're buying their home with their 401k or, or inflated stock price or the guy who works at Genentech. He is a true cancer scientist. Guy's working on a cure for cancer. And the company says we'll pay you three hundred thousand dollars because we know you can go to another company. You can leave Genentech and go to Pfizer, Johnson Johnson, and do the same thing. So we'll pay you three hundred thousand dollars a year plus stock options. And he goes to Pfizer, and they're like, "We'll pay you three hundred fifty thousand, no stock options." And he goes to Johnson Johnson, Johnson Johnson, is like, "We'll pay you ten dollars and a six pack of beer." Now he's an alcoholic. He's going to Johnson Johnson, but more than likely he's going to go to Genentech, which has got a lot of stock options and a pretty good stock. So, is his salary pushing the high price home? It kind of is because Genentech is paying on those stock options, but it feels a little artificial to me. And home builders just aren't building enough homes. And last year, we ran into a snafu where lumber prices were up 30, 40, 50% fast. So, home builders are like, I'm not putting up wood. Uh, I can't sell that house for a generous profit margin if I do that. So we got all sorts of disruptions, don't we? Anyhow, let's hope that's not the case in 2022. Uh, It's expected the real estate should cool off. But again, I think it all has to do with the interest rates and the stock. If You can afford the mortgage. That's one thing. If your stock goes up, you sell them and buy another one. Uh, It's going to be interesting. I'm Rob Black.
0: An education-first approach to managing your money. This is The Rob Black Show.
1: Sorry, I'm taking some dramatic pauses these days. I feel like I've got some lung butter going that you probably don't want me to hear move around. Pfizer CEO had a conversation over the weekend with a news reporter talking about where we are with vaccines. For the record, my youngest son, ten, did get the vaccine. I tell you not because I'm trying to push my agenda. I'm just trying to show you what my life is. I try to be as honest as I can with you on this show. I've made more money than I ever dreamed of. I, you know, earned more money than I ever would have dreamed of. And here's what that, here's the hangover from that. I don't know how to spend it. Like for me, I saw a concert that's going on in LA in January one of those concerts that have five or six bands. I could easily afford it. Tickets run from $500 to 1000 And then I got to thinking, I was like, I've never paid $500 for seven hours of music. Do I really want to do seven hours of music at age 50? Um, things like that started to go through my head. I, I can't even spend the money that I've made. So there's a lot of psychology when it comes to money, and you have to know yourself. One of the best things you could do is cut out greed and fear to accumulate wealth. But then there's part B of that, managing your wealth. I'm good at making it and earning it. I'm not so good at using it. Albert, Albert Boria, CEO of Pfizer, is perhaps the most sought-after corporate executive in the world right now. His COVID-19 vaccine is in demand around the globe. The new data on his company's COVID 19 pill has shaken the market at a time Borla and Pfizer led since 19. Uh, they've led the company since 2019. I'm sorry. For some reason, I was going further back than I wanted to there. And I sounded a little bit like a snake, didn't I? It's my favorite line of the movie, Jungle Movie, it is just a great line to know in business, is when the snake says to the boy, just me. That's the way I approach business in life. I don't trust anyone. I've got a problem. There's another psychological issue, right? Um, the White House is rolling out a plan to expand COVID-19 vaccine manufacturing in the United States. The United States really doesn't believe in all that hoopla of we are the world. It's we protect ourselves first, then we try to help the world second. Now some people would say there's some logic for that. As the strongest economy, other countries count on us for being healthy and spending our money. Um, the CEO of Pfizer talks about his company's responsibilities and if you know anything about a company, they're essentially the IRS classifies a corporation as a, a human being. Now, you as a human being, do you owe me anything when I don't trust you? You as a human being, if you make 120000 a year and you only really need $100,000 a year to live, do you mind spreading the wealth of the poor? It's really kind of quite a thing when you start thinking about that on a corporation, right? So here this guy is. They've got a great COVID-19 vaccine, or a great COVID-19 pill in case you get it because you don't believe in the, in the vaccine. Um, but there's a lot of R&D in this company. It seems as though investors still need some convincing because Eli Lilly is probably the premier pharmaceutical companies. There's Merckx. There's Pfizer. There's Eli Lilly. Then you can start getting into, th- you know, the companies uh, uh, who are more biotech oriented, BioGen, Amgen, Regeneron. Then you can get into like this teeny tiny biotech companies who are doing the research. Um, it's quite a complex, a healthcare complex. And one thing I can tell you is, you, there is no free healthcare, right? And it seems like we're spending more every year on colleges and healthcare. There always seems to be inflation. And every now and then you get a president or a congress or some political figure say it would be nice if there were signs outside of hospitals that told you how much a broken leg costs. Like it's $55 here and next week at the hospital down the road, it's it's half off. Have two babies, get one free. Uh, but it's a complicated situation because insurance is involved and let's face it, no pregnancy is the same. No broken leg is the same. How much follow-up? And then you get, you know, overzealous uh, attorneys suing for malpractice. Sometimes totally deservedly, sometimes a little bit inflated. It's a wonky system, is it not? So COVID-19, because of the R&D that Pfizer's done on autoimmune issues and lung issues before tied towards HIV-AIDS... Because they spent money back then in the 1980s when the world was freaking out, that here was a pandemic, that the disease that the media oftentimes would portray as a homosexual disease was going to bring down the world. And Pfizer's like, you know, we don't know anything about this, but we're going to do research and development on this. Um, Do you notice how, like, we always are blaming diseases on something? I find that interesting. It's not cool to be a bat these days, is it? Um, And to me, Mickey Mouse kind of looks like a rat, which kind of looks like a rat with wings. But I'm not going to go there. But a lot of research. It's a pretty powerful thing. Apple does research. Qualcomm does research, and then they issue patents on their research. What's interesting to talk about Pfizer and I own no shares directly. I own it in the S&P 500 funds for sure. But I don't have to disclose that. The one thing that's going to be interesting about them is how much money cash flow is coming in the door. And what do they do with it in the near future with more R&D to fix things that we need fixed like erectile dysfunction, hair loss, and other diseases that are pandemic level with men. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
0: Find us at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com